What did the surprised pumpkin say? I don't know. Oh my gourd. <laughs> it's your manners. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, my dear. What'd you think of that joke? I thought it was pretty good. Do you want to hear the other one? Sure. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, how was the pumpkin's Halloween? I don't know. How? Smashing. Mm-hmm. I figured that one out. Yeah, but that one wasn't as good as, oh my gourd. gourd. <laughs> oh my gourd. Oh my God. You're gourd, gourd, you guys. That's hard. Yeah. Hi, everybody. So, it's the autumnal season. It sure is. It's fall, y'all. It's fall, y'all. Sweater weather. Sweater weather. Well, here. Are you are you just repeating everything I say? Well, you're, you're saying it with such passion. It's, okay. in, it's infectious. Hmm. Um, here, well, I should say here in the Midwest, it's sweater, sweater weather. It is. This is something... Uh, I I constantly have to remind myself that not everyone experiences the same weather. And listen, I don't mean, oh, if it's cold here, it should be cold in California. I mean that, like, it's fall here, Mm -hmm. so that means it's spring in, like, Australia. Right. Right? And that's uh, weird and unnatural. (laughs) (laughs) Except the exact hour. It's very natural. It's very natural. It's the way of the world. We're talking about pumpkins. We are. Why? Well, because it is October. Okay. Uh, and like you said here in the Midwest, uh, it's pumpkin season. It is pumpkin season. Let me ask you a question. You made a pumpkin beer. I did make a pumpkin beer. I mm-hmm. call it History of the Gourd, part one. Mm. Now, let me ask you several questions. Uh, just okay. a little, I'm going to do a little table setting. Okay. First, when you think of pumpkins, just smash bam, what's the first thing that pops into your head? Pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie. Okay. I do think of pumpkin beer, but if I picture it in my hand, first thing that pops in my head is uh, Sleepy Hollow. Oh. The, the pumpkin head okay. on the thing, which I don't even know if that's like part of the actual story, but it's the Disney, like the Adventures of Ichabod Crane or whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. I always pictured that pumpkin. Yeah. Now, here's the, my second question. How do you say the word? Pumpkin. You hit. You don't hit that P. You just I, yes, did it because I, I just asked. No, no, no. Uh, let's see. Pump, pump, um, pumpkin. Pumpkins. 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 Pumpkin. Now I say pumpkin. You do not. <laughs> no, but I asked because like, you know, there are people who say like pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin pie. Uh, which I think is adorable and fun. Yeah. I have no problem with that. Listen, you're not going to find any, in me, any animosity towards folksiness. I'm from West Virginia. Went to school in Oklahoma. You've had trouble with enunciating very true so if someone wants to say pumpkin or like wash all right who am i i think wash is a new england thing isn't it well it's very it's very oklahoma it's oklahoma oh oklahoma and and might do is another one i enjoy Mm -hmm. are you Mm -hmm. gonna go to the store might do 
that's a good one. That's just a fun one. Yeah. So you can say pumpkin however you want. Just don't say pumpkin. <laughs> that's weird. Pumpkin does sound like a character from like uh, like almost a Pusheen esque. Yeah. Like a cutesy pumpkin. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. I'm pumpkin. Yeah. Um, I do have I to see say you, you're getting less and less um, amused by pumpkin every time. Uh, yeah, every time. Um, here's here's a secret. It's like that whisper app where you can like whisper your secrets into the app. Are you gonna whisper a secret? I am. Whisper. I hate carving pumpkins. Now let's clarify. Why do you hate it? Because I don't like scooping the goop. You think it's gross? I don't like pumpkin guts. I don't like the way it smells. I don't like the way it feels. I don't like it. I don't like it. So I don't. Is it a visceral thing? Uh, or is it just like I don't like the idea? Is it like it makes me want to puke? Is that visceral? Yes, that's yes. very. Vi- okay, I would then. say that is very visceral. Yeah. Okay. Um, because I don't, I don't do it. I don't like it. I'm an adult. And I don't have to. Okay, so let me ask you so, this, Teresa. What what have we done to avoid that while still getting into the Halloween spirit? Uh, we buy carvable foam pumpkins. Now that's generous because I would say most of the time we buy carvable foam pumpkins, but sometimes your husband buys pumpkins which he assumes are carvable because anything's carvable if you push hard <laughs> you enough. You try hard enough. <laughs> They're they're normally hollow on the inside and like it's got maybe an inch or so, two inches or so of uh, of foam. And okay, here's uh, this. I feel like this is a big uh, spoiler because we'll talk about this more in the questions. But the benefits of this: one, no mess; mm-hmm. two, keep them year to yeah. year; they don't go bad. Three, you're not wasting food. Mm-hmm. Uh, four. Uh, you don't have to worry uh, about bugs. Mm-hmm. Lots of, lots of, you can't, they're really hard to smash. They never rot. If you jump up and down on them, I guess you could smash them. But why yeah. would somebody do that to my boss burgers pumpkin? I know, right? Okay. So, uh, yes. What's uh, the history of a pumpkin? <laughs> when did a pumpkin first grow? All right. In the Garden of Eden? Uh, no. They, uh, the oldest pumpkin seeds were discovered by archaeologists in the Osaka Highlands of Mexico. Oh. Um, and so, this gourd is said to have originated in Central America over 7,500 years ago. That's way older than me. Although, if oh. you were to see one of those, it wouldn't look like a pumpkin. No, I assume That we know not. today. No. Um, I assume that the popularity of jack-o'-lanterns led to people specifically cultivating a round-shaped, red, you know, like the pumpkin we picture when we think of pumpkins. Because really... Pumpkins come in all kinds of colors, shapes, and sizes. They absolutely do. And these early pumpkins were very small and hard and pretty bitter. And they had terrible personalities. (laughs) Oh, so grumpy. All the time. I'm a pumpkin. What are you going to do? Cut my top off? Well, they were notoriously hardy. um, So they would be kept over winter. So you could continue to eat them. And, I mean, I assume at that point you would want something with, like, thicker flesh. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I don't like more, the way that sounded. More bang for your buck. Yeah, so that way you could, like, bake it. Because you're not eating pumpkin raw. I know? mean, you would throw it on the fire, basically. Yeah, you roast it. Um, and it was uh, traditionally eaten as a savory food. Now, we think we think of pumpkins as kind of a sweet thing, right? Pumpkin lattes, pumpkin pie, sure. things like that. But Pumpkin roll, it was, pumpkin cookie, mm-hmm. pumpkin 
gum. <laughs> Is that anything? Gross. No, but it was eaten more like you would like a squash bake or potatoes, right? Do you think, was that because it was like, well, you said it was more bitter back then. Mm-hmm. That was probably why, because now I think of it in the same category as like sweet potato and carrot. Exactly. And that didn't start happening until like the 1670s. Okay. Um, so the first American pumpkin recipes were written in New England, mm. and it describes a side dish made from diced ripe pumpkin that had been cooked down over a full day. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So then you would cook it and mix it with butter and spices to create a lot like the mashed sweet potato business that we like. Okay. Um, during the rest of the 17th How century- How do you like your sweet potato? You like your sweet potatoes with the marshmallows on top or with the crunched up nuts? Crunched up nuts. That is correct. <laughs> um, so during the during the 17th century, people worked to develop new and tasty ways to serve this pumpkin. Um, because again, pumpkins, if you don't cut into a pumpkin, it lasts a long time. Right, right, right. Um, so pumpkin pie- showed up on the scene in the 1800s. Hey, everybody. I'm Pumpkin Pie. Hi. Nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. Who wants a picture? That's him showing up on the scene. But it's not, it wasn't quite, wasn't quite a pie. Oh? I mean, Paul Hollywood would not say it was a pie. What would he say? Um, he... And how would he say it? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Are you worried that your British accent will be offensive? Because that's bad. If your British accent is No, a... I just... he's it's He has a very no. distinctive it's northern Don't accent. That, Mary. It's overworked. I'm Paul Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll be back. <laughs> so what, what they would do is they would um, scoop out the pumpkin shell and fill it with like a gingery spiced milk. Okay. And then roast it. Um, and... This is how they called it pie because it was like a filled gourd. Oh, um, so it's baked just right in there, right inside the pumpkin. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, but we've we've only really been talking about our uh, hemisphere sure. as far as pumpkins go. But um, the Greeks loved pumpkins. And also Shakespeare mentions pumpkins in The Merry Wives of Windsor. Um, and like you said, it appears in Sleepy Hollow, in Cinderella, in Peter Peter Pumpkin Eater. Like, it's it's a worldwide phenom. I'm looking up, just so you know, I'm not ignoring you. I'm looking up Peter Peter Pumpkin Eater to see what it really means. Oh, okay. Because it just popped into my head. Because you talked about putting it in a pumpkin shell. Right. And that reminded me that Peter Peter Pumpkin Eater had a wife but could not keep her there. Uh, put her in a pumpkin shell and there he kept her very well. What does that mean? Anyway, so here is a fun little ditty, not a song. What do I mean? A story. I'm going to tell you a story. Story about the legend of the jack-o'-lantern. Okay. So um, here it is. It is an Irish story. And there it goes. There was an Irish miser named Stingy Jack. Well, I mean, if your name's St. Jesus Jack, you're not going to be generous, are you? Nope. Who invited the devil to have a drink with him. Um, but uh, he really only did this because he wanted to get the devil to pay for his drinks. Oh, sure, sure. Um, Jack convinced the devil to turn himself into a coin, and Jack would use that coin to buy the drinks. Then the devil would change back, and the, and then they would have gotten free drinks. Sure, right? sure, sure, sure. But oh. 
Instead, Jack pocketed the coin,、um, and he had a silver cross in that same pocket, which prevented the devil from changing back. The devil was upset. It would seem, I would be too.、Um, I mean, yeah. And Jack said that he would let him free if the devil didn't bother him for one more year, and if he died. The devil would make sure that Jack's soul would not go to hell. Okay. And the devil agreed because he wanted to get out of the pocket. Sure, sure, sure. And a year later, the devil comes and's like, "Time to pay the pauper, right?" And Jack was still scheming. Oh, that Jack. Still scheming. So what he said was,、uh, "Before I go, can you go get me some fruit?" From my tree, it's my final wish. The devil is、Last、pretty,、wish. pretty、uh, accommodating. And、uh, that that devil, that poor devil, somehow he he that was convincing enough for the devil.、Um, and then he climbed up the tree to get the fruit,、uh-huh. and Jack carved a cross into the tree to keep the devil from coming back down. Okay. And he wouldn't let him down until he. Made him promise that he wouldn't bother Jack for ten more years. Okay. And I agree with you, Alex. In writing this story, her aside is,、uh, why is he not just telling the devil to leave him alone forever? <laughs> yeah, very true. <laughs> right. And why does the devil keep coming back? He's going to die eventually. Yeah. All right. Jack dies. Duh, because everybody does. What? Go on. And the devil kept his promise; his soul didn't go to hell. But God was like, "Uh-uh, no, you didn't." When he got up to the pearly gates, because he was stingy, Jack. He hadn't exactly right. led right, right, a right. good life, right?、Mm-hmm. And if let that is, be a lesson to you, well, stingy people. And if it's all on on works, that's what happens. Sure. Um. So then, having nowhere to go. The devil cast Jack off into the dark night with only a coal to light his way, and I guess since the coal still hurts your hand even if you're a ghost, he put Jack put the coal in a carved out turnip. Sure.、Um, and so and it was his lantern. It was、yes. Jack's lantern. It was the lantern of Jack. Oh my goodness! The Jack O Lantern. Jack of the Lantern. Jack O Lantern. <gasps> All right. It's also clear now. The reason that we do this on Halloween is because it is. It's widely believed that the veil between the this world and the next is very thin、sure. on that day, right?、Um, and so people began to make their own versions of the lantern by carving scary faces into turnips or potatoes and placing them in the windows and doors to frighten away Stinchy Jack and other wandering evil spirit. Things sure,、um, and so in England, people started to use these as like they would use the bigger ones, right, and leave them near doors and windows and chimneys and stuff. And this tradition came with immigrants to the United States, and they discovered that pumpkins were not only the perfect canvas to make their jack o' lanterns; they were wide and easy to carve, and also lasted. A long time, longer than a turnip, I imagine. Yes, much longer. Now,、uh, let me say, in all that, and I did find out something about Peter Peter Pumpkin Eater, which I'll tell you in a second. But I am jealous,、mm-hmm. slightly, 
of Dia de los Muertos versus Halloween. Okay. Because with Halloween, it's all about like, oh, the dead spirits, we've got to scare them away. That's why we put on costumes to go trick-or-treating. It's why we put out the pumpkins, all of that. Where Dia de los Muertos is like, hey, it's time to celebrate with the dead, our loved ones. And it's all about like leaving stuff out for them, right? And like chilling with the dead because they're cool and we miss them. Mm-hmm. That seems way better to me than like uh, people are, we're all scared of the spirits and the evil. Oh no. It seems seems very puritanical. Let's be afraid of the devil and be afraid of the things and the witches and the evil Mm -hmm. versus like, hey, the dead are pretty cool, huh? Think of all the cool things we can learn from them. There is one of those in in Catholic doctrine. November 1st is All Saints Day. Uh, Dia de los Muertos is a better name. Well, They could work on their branding. All Saints Day? That's not good branding. But a, okay. if we're going to talk about benevolent spirits, right? So the night All uh, all Hallows Eve, uh-huh. right, is no, is October 31st, sure. and that's for the baddies. And then the good day is the next day, November 1st. Yeah, but All Saints Day sounds, no pun intended, preachy. You know, it doesn't sound like a fun day. Where Dia de los Muertos seems I guess fun. Not. It's a fun day. All right. I'm going to tell you about Peter Peter Pumpkin Eater, but first... How about a thank you note for our sponsors? We want to write a thank you note to Stitch Fix, not just for sponsoring the show in part this week, but also because it has gotten our looks together. Wouldn't you love it if every clothing store you shopped at already understood your loves, hates, and total no-go zones? Well, there is a company focused on making that happen. Stitch Fix is a personal styling company that's dedicated to helping you find clothes that you will love every time. To get started, go to stitchfix.com slash schmanners to set up your profile for looks personalized just for you in your colors, styles, and budget. You pay a $20 styling fee for each fix, which is credited towards anything you keep. Schedule at any time. There's no subscription required. Plus, shipping, returns, and exchanges are easy and free. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash schmanners, and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash schmanners for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. Stitchfix.com slash schmanners. Uh, listen, folks, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm an adult. This is true. But I still have problems with acne. And not just that, you know, I get clogged pores. Uh, and then I, I've tried things in the past to try to deal with that. And it just ends up drying out my skin. But not with Curology. I've been using Curology now for a couple of weeks. I've noticed significant decrease in breakouts and clogged pores. And the formula they came up with for me does not dry out my skin. So whether you're trying to take control of acne or if you're focusing on fine lines, dark spots, occasional breakouts, or clogged pores, Curology will customize a prescription formula with three active ingredients picked for you to tackle your skincare needs. You start by answering questions online about your skin and sending in a couple of selfies to Curology. A licensed dermatology provider will get to know your skin, and if it's a good fit, you'll get a customized prescription cream to address your skin problems. Like I said, it was easy to do, easy to set up. I did it off of my phone, and now I have a, a you know a plan that feels customized to me that's doing what I wanted and not drying out my skin, which is always a big worry for me. 
So take control of acne, dark spots, breakouts, or whatever your unique concerns may be with a powerful skincare treatment made for you today. Go to Curology.com slash Schmanners for a free 30-day trial. Just pay for shipping and handling. That's C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y dot com slash Schmanners to unlock your free 30-day trial. See Curology.com for all the details. Macho man to the top rope. The flying elbow. The cover. We've got a new champion. We're here with Macho Man Randy Savage after his big win to become the new world champion. What are you going to do now, Match? I'm going to go listen to the newest episode of the Tights and Fights podcast. Oh, yeah. Tell us more about this podcast. It's the podcast of power. Too sweet to be sour. Funky like a monkey. Woke discussions, man. And jokes about wrestlers' fashion choices. Myself excluded. I can't wait to listen. Neither can I. You can find it Saturdays on Maximum Fun. Oh, yeah. Dig it. Okay, so here's what I found uh, in in my three minutes of Googling. Okay. So there, uh, it, the the caveat here is that with things like this, uh, this is from like the 18th century, 1800s, one of those two. <laughs> um <laughs> And so the chances of it being like, this is the correct interpretation, are slim. But what I found that makes sense is that, uh, basically, when it says that he had a wife but could not keep her, she was unfaithful. And so when he put her in a pumpkin shell, the pumpkin shell was a poor man's chastity belt. Wow. Yeah. That is not what I expected at all. I know. That's what I found. I thought he was like, couldn't afford building materials for a house. Hey, look at this great pumpkin. Let's live in there. It lasts a long time. Mm, Well, that's not what I found. Oh, boy. What I found uh, was that the pumpkin shell was used as a chastity belt. Mm. 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 I like mine better. I mean, yeah, it's definitely more pleasant. I would not want to wear a pumpkin as undergarments. Oh, can you imagine? Oh, boy. I mean, especially, I mean, I don't like scooping out pumpkins, so I wouldn't Let alone have one about your nethers. Oh, boy. Okay, next. Okay. Pumpkins have become more and more popular, resulting in over 1.5 billion with a B, pounds of pumpkin being sold in the U.S. every year and thousands of pumpkin patches and carving competitions and other sorts of competitions all over the country. Speaking of competitions, there's a Guinness Book of World Record holder uh, named Benny Meyer in Germany who grew the heaviest pumpkin at 2,323.7 pounds on October 12th 2014. That pumpkin weighs over a ton. That yes is a and I'm sorry uh, for exaggerating, but that is a large pumpkin. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know what? I'll go so far as to say, quite large. Like yes. if I saw that yes, pumpkin, indeed. I think I would be like, "Whoa, oh my gourd. that's <laughs> a big pumpkin." You got me. You got yeah. me again. You got me again. I know. All right. Let's, hey, let's talk about some pumpkin etiquette. Please. First, let's talk about the pumpkin patch. 
the pumpkin patch. Yes. Where the pumpkins live and the great pumpkin ascends mm-hmm. every Halloween. Indeed. Mm. And leaves presents? Is that what happens? I can't does remember. Get, does the great pumpkin leave presents? Here's the thing or that they candy? never address in this. Where are Linus's parents in all this to be like, hey, please don't go sit out in the pumpkin patch all night. Please go trick-or-treating. It's cold out there. And you're a child. And you're a child. There's. I don't know where you got oh, the idea. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. They wouldn't sound like that. No, no, no. Okay, Maybe honey, that's why they can't understand him. Hey, this is important to me that you know this. Okay. They don't really sound like that. That's just what they sound like to the kids. You know this, right? This isn't an alternate dimension universe in which you turn 18 and suddenly your voice goes, wah, wah, oh, wah, 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 wah. You know that, right? Their perception is their reality. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. All right. So, pumpkin patch. Um, This year... Be especially careful and look up the rules online before you go. Yes. Most of these places are working farms um, and they have specific hours. They have specific entrances. They have, I mean, all this kind of stuff. Do your research before you go. And social distance. Like, we shouldn't have to tell you this at this point, folks, but wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Social distance. Don't like paw the pumpkins over and over again if you're not going to buy them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, be careful not to run in the pumpkin patch because pumpkins grow on vines. Um, and so you might trip, you might uh, land face first in a raw pumpkin, and that would hurt a lot. And you destroy the merchandise. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, also, if you're going to take pictures, try not, if you are an adult, to sit on pumpkins. Uh, that's another way that a lot of merchandise gets ruined. Um, children usually are, what, 20, 40 pounds, somewhere in there. Um, but adults should refrain from sitting on pumpkins to take pictures. Um, again, wear closed-toed shoes. Yes. It's it's fallish, right? So you would probably wear closed-toed shoes or, you know, at least like boot-type deal to walk around in a in a field but again this is a safety thing right um that it's outside on the field and the vines and the sticks and the rocks and the pumpkins are there obviously so you want and to you don't safe. want one of those to bite you <laughs> <laughs> okay uh and finally once you pick your pumpkin don't carry it by the stem again mm. This is a way to ruin your merchandise um, because the heavy part is underneath. So carry it under the gourd part. Can I give some pumpkin carving tips? Oh, sure. Okay. First, don't cut off the top to put the candle in. Cut off the bottom. That way you set the candle on the bottom and put it on top. It's way smarter. Do that. I like to cut a, a hand sized hole in the back so that I can put the pumpkin down and slide a candle or I mean we use electric tea lights. Yes. That's the other thing. Use electric tea lights Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, so that you're not risking fire or burning yourself in doing it. Or covering your pumpkin with soot. Yeah, also that. There's some really great ones that we got this year that are like specifically like pumpkin lights Mm -hmm. and they glow with like an orange glow and you can even set them to flicker. They're great. Now, if you use fake pumpkins, and you could do this with the real pumpkins too, but uh, and this is only if you use electric lights. Don't do this if you're using like actual flame. But put some like parchment paper over mm-hmm. the parts that you've carved. That way, it will disperse the light better 
uh, and light up the whole thing instead of just like a little light at the bottom trying to light up the whole pumpkin. Yep. Um, let's see what else. Uh, hand sanitizer removes sharpie marks. It on a sure pumpkin. does. And so if you if you plan out your your pumpkin design with the sharpie, you can just wipe it off with the hand sanitizer. And listen, there are some people out there who like bleach a pumpkin to try to get it to stay alive better, I guess, or mm. whatever. Don't do that because then if you have some live stock, if you got some deer that come through or whatever, or squirrels even who go to eat that, they'll get really sick. Don't yeah. do this. Speaking of getting sick. Um, you need to make sure that if you are carving an actual pumpkin that you are careful of pets in the area. Now, now pumpkin is notoriously actually very good for animals. Notoriously? No, what? Reportedly. Famously. Famously. There we go. There it is. That's what I want. Um, Don't eat that. Why not? It's notoriously good for you. <laughs> but any animals with chronic illness like diabetes or kidney disease, mm. it might not be okay. And they should never have the seeds. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, food eating of the pumpkin. Sure. Oh, man. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only had two sips of my coffee. Um, it can be an allergen. Oh, um, so always, you know, be aware, uh, because I, I assumed that it was an allergy free food, but it's not. Uh, speaking of allergies, mm-hmm. I want to mention the teal pumpkin. Oh, thing. great. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Um, so as you are trick or treating, which maybe this year is not happening, uh, maybe you're finding creative ways to do it without putting yourself or your children or your neighbors at risk. Cool. But if you have found a way, I saw somebody who like built a candy slide yeah. that was six feet long. Little shoot. Yeah, great. Brilliant. Um, but if you see some teal can- uh, pumpkins around, it is a sign that that house is offering non-food-based treats, like, uh, say, like light-up bracelets or, you know, puzzles or whatever. Stickers. Sure. So that kids with food allergies can still trick or treat, right? Or, I mean, any kind of like reason that they can't have candy. Sure, sure. Um, you know, think about all the stuff that peanuts, coconut, I mean, even chocolate, even yep. stuff like that can be bad for kids. And you know what? There are some kids who can't have sugar, there are some kids who can't have that stuff, and you want them to be able to participate well. So putting out that teal pumpkin says, like, hey, you can come trick or treat here too. And I have one final uh, trigger treat thing, uh, oh, advice. Here okay. we go. Sure. I think that it's important that, especially this year, and for all the years after this, let's let's make a promise to each other. Sure. That anyone who comes to the door gets candy. Yeah. Whether they are, it, they may quote be too old, right? Or if they aren't wearing a fancy costume or if they don't say trick or treat or all that kind of stuff. Let whoever whoever you don't comes. know what's going on in somebody's life. Maybe they can't afford a fancy costume. Maybe they had to make it themselves because their parents work all the time. Maybe they're they can't afford to buy candy in their home. So yeah, they're teenagers, but they're getting it because they need it. Maybe it's a parent trick or treating for their kid who can't come out because they're sick. Maybe exactly. Yeah, there's a hundred reasons why. Don't judge people. Just give them candy. This is the days about. Everybody gets candy there's very little that halloween is actually about (laughs) when you get right down to it all right we have a couple questions all right i'm ready this is from k how to choose the best pumpkin at a pumpkin patch all right here's what you need to know one i think this is most important have a design in your head when you go 
Okay. Right? If or let me rephrase. If you have a design in your head when you go, pick a pumpkin that matches that. If ah, you don't, there it is. Pick a pumpkin and then let it inspire you. Yeah. Also, a pumpkin really only needs to be perfect on one side. True. So if you find a pumpkin that has maybe a nice round side and then like kind of a like a lighter or maybe a green flat side, it's only going to face one way. It's pumpkins. Pumpkins are not like a 3D experience. You look at them from one side. Correct. This is from Worm Rights. Nice. Is it appropriate or is it inappropriate to make an excessive amount of jack-o'-lanterns to flex my carving skills? Assume... All pumpkins will be displayed on lawn. I think that's fine, but I would recommend in that case the uh, foam carvable pumpkins. Right. Yes. Uh, it's just not as wasteful, and you can use them over and over again and start building up like a real collection. Yeah. So that your uh, your masterpiece won't have to be restarted every year. You can add to them and make it bigger and bigger. Now, a lot of people asked about what to do if you want to carve a real pumpkin, which we're not shaming you if you do, um, what to do so you don't feel wasteful. Okay, well, some people enjoy the pulp. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Monsters. No. As an additive to stock and soup sure. and things like that. Um, the seeds also, once uh, removed of the pulp, can be roasted and eaten. Um, but the thing is, the part where you really make like the food of the pumpkin is the wall of the pumpkin, sure. right? So you're not really going to be like scraping that off because you're going to be carving through it. You know what I mean? Um, so you can let that uh, let that mature outside. Sure. For the animals. Somebody will eat it. Here's some other options that I looked up. One, if it's cold enough outside, carve your pumpkin the morning of Halloween, morning of trick-or-treat, right? And then after trick-or-treat, cut it up and roast it. Great. Right? Other option, uh, bury it once you're done with it and let it become compost. You don't even have to put it in a compost pile if you don't want to. You can just bury it. Mm-hmm. And let the worms and the dirt and everything reclaim it. Um, you can cut off the top of it and turn it into a hanging bird feeder. Squirrels will eat it. You could put bird seed in it, all that stuff. Um, you might be able to turn it into like a planter ball or whatever sure. if you want to bury it and then plant like a bush inside sure, it. Sure, sure, sure. There you go. There's some things so you don't feel wasteful. Uh, let's see. One more question. Uh can I leave pumpkins? This is from NerdKate88. Can I leave pumpkins out until Thanksgiving as long as they're still in good shape? Or should I toss them on November 1st? Is the rule different for jack lanterns? Basically, how much mileage can I get out of my pumpkin decor? I would say you absolutely can leave any gourd as decoration through Thanksgiving. Um, it's all fall, y'all. It's all fall, y'all. And then um, jack o' lanterns, I would say as long as they're in good shape. You could leave them out, but I wouldn't worry about lighting them past Halloween trick-or-treat yeah. business. Yeah. I, I guess it also kind of depends on how you carve it. You know, okay. if you carve it with, like, super spooky, like, I've done a really realistic, it looks like the pumpkin is vomiting pumpkin seeds or whatever, that might not be Thanksgiving appropriate. But okay. if it's, like, smiling one-tooth, triangle-eye, jack-o'-lantern, that's fine. That's pleasant. Yeah, or, like, you know, a harvest scene. I've seen, oh, 
One oh. of the best pumpkins I've seen was like- Is the like, Bob's Burgers one I carved this year? Of course okay, it is. Okay, thank you. But also, I love, there was a pumpkin once I saw that someone did kind of like a vignette of, uh, of a farm scene with like a harvest moon and a silo and a barn That's and cute. all that kind of stuff. I think that definitely, that's an all seasons pumpkin. That's, that's awesome. You, you can leave that out for spring. Exactly. You know? Leave that out for summer. If you carve it out of foam like I do, you can. Yeah. Okay, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much. Oh, um, first, before we get to normal wrap-up stuff, I want to let you all know, Teresa and I are doing a mini-series uh, podcast called Bake On. Uh, it is now on Apple Podcast. It's on uh, it's on Spotify. It's on Pocket Casts. I, I don't know. Look for it. See if you YouTube. can find it. It's on YouTube. Uh, you can watch it there on the McElroy Family YouTube. Teresa and I, were, we're watching and discussing the new season of uh, Great British Bake Off, uh, coming episode by episode. So, so far, the first two episodes are up, Cake Week and Biscuit Week. Mm-hmm. I think it's really fun and cute, and I think it's good, and I think you'll like it. So you should go check that out. We take out our needlework. Sure, or we do we some niddling. Nid, niddling? Nid, nid. <laughs> do a little niddling. We eat biscuits. We did. This, today, oh, there's a oh. new episode out. We're going to go to a bakery, buy some fancy breads. Yeah. Oh, make a real day out of it. Um, also, want to let you know that um, my brothers and I wrote a book about how to podcast called Everybody Has a Podcast Except You. I wrote a tiny bit, too. Yeah, you did. Um, we're doing, uh, we're reading the audiobook this week, uh, and in reading it again, I'm reminded that it is very good and funny, <laughs> and I think that you will like it. It will teach you how to make a podcast you're proud of, and I think you'll enjoy reading it, because I'm enjoying reading it, and I wrote it. Uh, you can pre-order it at McElroyPodcastBook.com. It comes out in January. What are you waiting for? Go get it. Um, let's see. We've got some new merch over in the merch store. Uh, we are back doing the pin of the month things. Um, this week's or this month's pin of the month is based on a my brother, my brother and me gag uh, about a tiger on the table. It's a weird idiom that I think we made up where you say, like, let's put the tiger on the table and yell at it. It's weird. But... <laughs> The pin of the month is designed by Sam Schultz, and uh, the proceeds benefit the Marsha P. Johnson Institute, which defends and protects the human rights of black, transgender, and gender nonconforming people, as well as the Sylvia Rivera Law Project, which works to guarantee that all people are free to determine their gender identity and expression. We've also got Candle Nights ornaments on there, designed by Lynn Doyle, uh, Candle Nights wrapping paper, designed by Justin Gray, uh, a thanks for vibing and keeping it tight t-shirt that's nice. very cute, uh, all at MacRimer. Com. Uh, and I think that's all the things uh, that I wanted to push. Let's see. Who else do we thank? Teresa? We always thank Brent Bruntelfloss Black for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Also, thank you to Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter thumbnail art. That's at SchmannersCast, where we get all of your listener-submitted questions. Thank you to Bruja Betty Pennant Photography for the cover picture of our fan-run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners. You can go and join that if you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans. Um, also, if you have idioms, if you have topic suggestions, please email us, mannerscast at gmail.com. Um, our wonderful researcher, Alex, goes through every single one of those. And, and thank you, Alex. We couldn't do it you, without Alex. you. And thank you to Max Fun. Um, 
If you enjoyed our show, go ahead, head over to Max Fun and find lots more shows that you enjoy there. They're all great, folks. They're all great. And that's going to do it for us. Thank you for joining us. Join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.